0: Hello, friend. Hello, friend. Hello, friends. Uh, Hello. Josh Wiggler and Antonio Mazzaro here. We are talking about Mr. Robot Season 4, Episode 7, Proxy Authentication Required, Um, a big episode of the show, for sure, Uh, an upsetting episode of the show, for sure. Um, Antonio and I wanted to like take some time to, to really process our thoughts before we came onto the podcast. Uh, we had like a really long, like half hour (laughs) conversation (laughs) after we both watched this one. Um, and like, let's definitely gather our thoughts. Let's see what the community has to say and then, and then let's weigh in on it. Um, and then, uh, Antonio, you really were the one who got to think like, if we needed to talk so badly, um, so many people are going to feel. The same exact way so so that's what this is this is this isn't the only podcast we'll do about this episode uh of mr robot which of course if you've not seen it yet um spoiler alert lots of spoilers coming your way imminently i would also say um you know a trigger warning on on this one this is an episode of mr robot that ends uh with a title card throwing to the national domestic violence hotline 1-800-799-7233 and the hotline.org um So that gives you a sense that this is a heavy episode of of Mr. Robot and a really upsetting one on a lot of levels. An immaculately crafted episode of Mr. Robot, I will also say. And I I hope that we talk a little bit about that as well here um, today. Um, But Antonio, we got to talk about basically the fact that Mr. Robot has changed irreversibly uh, as of this commercial free episode of the show that had been um, much hyped up as a very important hour of the show. And sadly, now we know why.
1: Yeah, I think I would have preferred some commercials if I'm being honest. Uh, honestly, the, there's nothing White Rose can do that can undo, can't unring this bell. Um, and it, the thing is, we talked instantly after we both watched it, uh, because we both needed to talk, like, like we said. But it's also so much to unpack. It does change so significantly the way you view things on a rewatch. I'm thinking of the moments uh, in season one, episode eight, at the end of the episode, where every time I've rewatched it, I've been nearly moved to tears at the sentimentality of the photos of Edward Alderson and Elliot Alderson. Uh, And just thinking about all the times that uh, we've talked about in this podcast, the flashback scenes where we see edward alderson being a good dad to elliot and wondering why the incongruity like why is mr robot such a destructive force why does he push elliot off of a rail why have all these things happened and why has he often represented to elliot such a force for destruction even though he also represents a force of comfort uh, what is the disconnect there why was edward alderson so nice and mr robot is so destructive Uh, Now we know why, Uh, because Edward Alderson has many dimensions and because there's a horrible thing uh, that is in Elliot's past in at least one instance and probably more than one instance. And those nice scenes with Edward Alderson in the past now play very differently um, because they seem maybe like they're grooming or trying to cover up for uh, some horrible things that we now know are in Elliot's past. That said, so much makes sense now. It really does fit uh, with everything that we know about Elliot, all of the problems that Elliot has, all of his goals and individual anger at certain types of people. Um It's been almost every season where he's confronted someone uh, who has issues of pedophilia or who has issues with children uh, from Rohit,
0: the first scene. Very first of the scene pilot. of the whole show, yeah
1: very first scene of the whole show, contextualizes this. Elliot wishes it wasn't kids. He wishes it was just some BDSM shit, but it's not. Uh, thinking about Craig Robinson's stuff in season two uh, with Elliot in the Silk Road uh, and the uh, pictures of the childhood uh, sex slaves that are there that really move Elliot. Thinking about Freddie Lomax in this season at the beginning uh, and everything that happens there. This is something that has uh, unfortunately been present in Elliot's world the entire time, uh, and it really does fit uh um, his trust issues, his anger issues, uh some of the flashback scenes uh, where we know that Elliot didn 't want to go home. We thought the only person abusing him was his mom. Uh, we now find out that that is not the case uh, and it's such a difficult episode, Josh, when we talked about it immediately in the aftermath, you just said it felt so real yeah. like it felt like a a specific loss uh, that we had experienced and the performances, the the no commercials, the five-act structure, it is all really geared to efficiently deliver this bomb uh, in in such an affecting way, for
0: sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, that's, I think, one of the first things I said to you is, like, I, I feel like uh, this happened to somebody I know. Like, it feels like this happened to a real human being, uh, the way that Rami Malek plays it, the way that it's written, um, the way that you can map it onto so much of what's happened on Mr. Robot throughout the series uh it just feels very very real and it's heartbreaking and like you know you and i are a little bit removed from having watched it now that we're recording this and like it's still just a lot it's still it's it's still a lot and um you know, obviously, uh, like I said, this is not going to be the first time we're talking about this. Uh, this this will be the first time we're talking about this, but it won't be the last time. We want to hear from you. That's the big thing uh, out there in, in the Mr. Robot podcast, listening universe. Uh, those of you who have been along with us along the way, we want to we get your takes on this episode. We want to answer questions for you as best as we can. Clearly, Antonio and I are not experts in this field, um, but we are part of this community together. Uh, and this is a big one to, to, to work through. Um, so send in your emails, send in your questions your comments everything uh mr robot at post is our email address you can of course tweet at antonio and myself he's at ac mazzaro i'm at round howard you can tag at post show recaps as well hashtag ps recaps um and, you know we haven't we haven't just said it out right yet um edward alderson sexually abused elliot uh elliot was sexually abused by his father um it's horrible <laughs> You know, I, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. Like you, you think back to, like you say, like you think back to, you think back to him, like wearing like the, the Doc Brown wig and you think to Elliot dressed up like Marty McFly. And you think about, um, you just think about all of the fond memories he has. He says it in this episode too, right? He says like, he was my only friend. You know, he was my friend. He was my only friend. You think back to mirroring in season one, uh, the penultimate, where we find out that Mr. Robot is inside of Elliot's head. Uh, It's, you know, part of his his D.I.D. Uh, And um, in that uh, in that episode, in that first scene that's where we get uh you know Christian Slater as Edward Alderson at the storefront right uh and Elliot stole the money from the customer and Edward uh, comes across as like super cool dad uh who like who who goes easy he doesn't bust his son uh, he says you know what in fact like let's go to the movies that guy was a jerk and sometimes people need to be punished let's go to the movies uh you can never look at that again uh the same way you could Probably. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know that I'll ever be able to look like Mr. Robot the same way again. Uh, I think that there's something very powerful in what Christian Slater says uh, in the moments leading up to Krista, uh, you know, guiding Elliot to the revelation that he was abused by his father. Uh, He turns to Elliot, Mr. Robot does, and says, I can't protect you anymore. And he walks off. And, you know, that's as much to Elliot as it is to us, uh, I think, in a lot of ways. Because uh, this this changes everything. And I'm and I'm reminded of just a couple of weeks ago, we said on the podcast here, right? Like we are watching Mr. Robot as it exists for the final time here in the week to week. Uh, You know, soon enough, the experience will be totally different because we're going to get the answers and we're going to know more about like the thesis of the show and what this is all about. Um, and we still have, you know, several episodes to go before this is all done. But that moment has already arrived. Uh, this episode completely changes everything we've ever seen on the show.
1: It does. And like I said earlier, when you're talking about the stuff with Doc and Marty, or you're talking about the, the scenes of Edward saying, oh yeah, you know, you stole the money. Big deal. Let's go blow this off. Let's see an R rated movie. Uh, let's just see that. Um, that sort of stuff reads very differently obviously now. It reads like it reads like a crime, like child grooming. It really reads like somebody who's pushing a child to be an adult uh for or let's keep secrets. Uh, that sort of behavior. Uh we know Elliot kept secrets uh, regarding Mr. Robot, regarding Edward Alderson. We thought they were limited to the fact that he was sick. Uh, and let's just not tell anybody about this sort of thing. And all those moments, um, between the two of them that seem so personal, even in the, in the pilot, uh, because Elliot has repressed a lot of this stuff, he says that his dad was his only friend, uh, but he died, uh, and he didn't have anybody else to talk to. But now when you look back, you realize that this relationship was a lot more complicated and it does recontextualize everything. The show can't be rewatched in the same way anymore. Uh, and hopefully those of you who wanted to do a rewatch, um, before that happened, uh, got it in because, Josh, if I, you know, if we're tying this together and this is taking it a, a, just another bit of a step further uh, in the context of this season, when we have the scene at the end of episode two, where we're not ready to meet the other person, the other guy. The other one. Who yeah. isn't Mr. Robot and who isn't Elliot? We're not ready. Uh, if, if I believe, as you've written now, uh, that is Edward Alderson, um, then... That is recontextualized, uh, and that that is the. I believe Sam Esmail told you to just watch the show yes. when you asked him if you had to re... Yes. Thanks a lot, Sam. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. No, no problem. <laughs> yeah, we'll go back and rewatch it. All yeah, again. yeah, yeah.
0: No, I to to put that out there for people who haven't read uh, what I've written about the episode yet, uh, and are just listening to the podcast as your first take. Um, my my feeling on this is you see you see in this episode once again um, for the first time in a while at least Mr. Robot like very obviously trying to hide something from Elliot. Yeah, uh, we haven't seen that in a while, uh, and he's like very desperate to keep Elliot from what Krista is about to guide him towards. And of course, in the aftermath of what it is, we know why because he will not be able to be part of Elliot's life, and certainly not in the same way. Um, you know, TBD on whether or not Mr. Robot died this week. Uh, you know, we don't we don't really know. I can't imagine that we have seen the last of Christian Slater, but. Is he just going to be Edward Alderson now? Is that like, in a way, is that the end boss, you know, uh, yeah. such as it is? Um, Elliot's final
1: monster, you, right.
0: know, you know, so... um the fact that we've 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 seen that behavior in this episode, it makes me think back to 402 and that moment where Darlene says, Vera is back in town and I told you about it uh, and you didn't seem to think it was that big of a deal. And then Elliot like, gets really furious with Mr. Robot and Mr. Robot swears up and down, it wasn't me. And Elliot says, if it wasn't you and it wasn't me, then who was it? And we go to that boardroom scene and young Elliot is there and he's spinning around in the chair and his mom walks in. And says that chair is not for you. They're not ready. Uh, We have to wait for them. Wait for who? Elliot? No. Mr. Robot? No. The other one. And then he leaves. And I think you're guided to just, at that point, And you and I both were in the same place uh, to feel like Mr. Robot and Elliot are so on the same page that at this point, we want to believe that they're being totally honest with each other. And Mr. Robot's a very convincing liar in that moment, but he's been a very convincing liar many times in the past. Um, And this is like a self-preservation tactic at this point. And if he thinks... That um, I mean, hard for him to like be able to figure out that Vera is going to, uh, you know, have this convoluted plan in mind to kidnap Krista and use Krista to get to Elliot and get Elliot to confess to his past. Right. To like wake up to his past. Um, but if he senses that there's something dangerous about Vera uh, that could because uh, he's when they have dealt with Vera in the past, it has been nearly fatal. It has nearly derailed everything in the past. Um Then Mr. Robot might have been inclined to lie about it. Maybe it was Mr. Robot who Darlene spoke to, and he shock absorbed that for Elliot. Um, And if that's the case, then I think that you really can, uh, if if you read it that way, then you take out the idea that there's three Elliots, and you just go back to there's you know Elliot and Mr. Robot uh, is how he kind of views his identity, and you know that's that's the manifestation of of his DID, Uh, and. Then what we could be building towards for the climax of the series, for the end of this show, is that confrontation that Elliot now needs to have with his unmasked father. Um, You know, what's your monster indeed, right? Like going back all the way to the very early days of this show, uh, you know, this person who he's been on this vengeance quest for in a lot of ways that he's been trying to avenge his father who uh, contracted um, his illness because of his work on the Washington Township project. Uh, and he's been going directly after the the person who is responsible for that project. Um, and Elliot is hours away from from going up against the Dark Army leader in this capacity, right? Like we're we're very close to that uh, by the time we leave this episode. Um, but who is he avenging now? You know what's what's fueling the mission at this point? Um, and on top of that, he has to you know do this high wire act in the immediate light of the most devastating news that you can imagine um, about yourself, about something you didn't know about yourself, uh, something that you had had buried uh, for so many reasons that make so much sense. Um, So my feeling is Edward Alderson is the other one uh, that Elliot has to confront him. Uh, he has to go in inward and, and confront Edward, uh, and we'll see that play out at some point in the future. I think that that really does fit with what Mail said that it's baked into the show from the very, very beginning. Uh, yeah. Already, you can see how that fits if you go yeah. if you go back and examine a lot of the early season. You know, depending on how fresh your memory is of you know earlier Mister Robot, uh, there's a lot of there there for sure.
1: Yeah. And some of that stuff, we'll definitely want to hear from you guys that are listening. Uh, What things that you remember that we haven't highlighted, I'm sure in the aftermath of this episode people will be cherry picking scenes and moments some of the things that jump out to me uh, Elliot running away and hiding a lot of the time Elliot not wanting to go home on the train uh, some of these things we link to his mother and they may still be linked to his mother uh, but some of them definitely may be linked to uh, fear of his home life obviously the incident uh, with the baseball bat we talked about uh, it's, it's talked about on the show um, seems directly linked and motivated um, Elliot maybe uh, not you know his his not liking Physical contact, his putting the hoodie up to avoid the world, his serious trust issues—all of these things. Uh, even Darlene, uh, and of course, we we wonder what Darlene's uh, involvement in this seems like. like does she know? Con- does she know? Yeah. Does she know? In the context of the story, it sounded like young Elliot uh, on the day of the window incident was trying to protect Darlene. But we know Darlene also ran away from home. Uh, we know Darlene is is blinked often as the catalyst for what brings Elliot back into this uh, mode uh, where he's ready to attack and uh, people have said Elliot was fine until you came back Uh, is that just because she's a reminder of his childhood does she know more Uh, when she says to Elliot uh, when Elliot talks about Kevin McAllister at the end of season three and Darlene says do you want to talk about that like are we actually going to talk about that day that you went crazy and jumped out the window is it because she knows more or is it because she doesn't know more we we don't really know uh but rewatching the show is obviously going to recontextualize a lot of that um even the scenes like with Edward Alderson and young Angela Moss are terrible right, now right, right? right because you know at the at her mother's living wake uh it's That's just
0: uh season 2 right
1: Uh, season two, I think so. Maybe the end of season two, I believe, like right before the Land of Ikadelia stuff, uh, or maybe the season three, I don't remember. Uh, But it's either end of season two. But it's that uh,
0: moment where he sits down, crisscross applesauce, they're just like both in front of the TV, and uh, Elliot's not there, and he's like trying to comfort her about her mother. Uh, And that plays so differently now. (laughs) That plays so differently. Right, it
1: does. It does, but there, there are also possibilities when we start, start to get into the Darlene stuff uh, where not, to, not only will the moments play differently, but the story may be slightly different. And I'm thinking, um, you were talking about Elliot in the midst of what he's in the midst of in the current context of this season having to take down White Rose who he has directed all of his anger at. Um, he is so angry obviously, Elliot Alderson, and anger and loneliness are a huge part of his character. Uh, we now know a huge reason why that's possible. We probably know the reason that the DID happened in general. Um, one of the things we've done, we're recording this before the episode airs, but um, we're looking at Reddit. Uh, some people obviously theorizing about this before it's out there. Uh, and one of the comments from a few weeks ago uh, from a user, C Strike DO, uh, talked about how um, their fiance was a trauma counselor who sees DID, disassociative identity disorder patients, what Elliot has. Uh, and this user said um, the initial split into DID parts is almost always due to an extreme form of child abuse. So we are unlocking major secrets in the context of the show for sure. Um, but we're also wondering still uh, if these secrets are going to be connected to something larger. Thinking back to the, de- the main depiction we've seen about the window incident on this show, uh, what happens, of course, is Elliot goes out the window at the beginning of season two. We see him in some kind of un- like, like low-end clinic. Uh, We don't really know where he's at. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Alderson are there. They've brought him in. There's a doctor in the room. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Alderson are arguing in the background. And Mrs. Alderson is saying, you just lost your job. We have all these other bills. Uh, How are we going to pay for this? And Mr. Alderson says to Mrs. Alderson, like I told you, there won't be any bills. And then the doctor asks Mr. and Mrs. Alderson to leave the room and begins asking young Elliot questions. Uh, Seemingly, he's asking him if you were abused. I mean, that's why you asked the parents to leave the room. You're checking on that trauma. Well, if there will be no bills. So we have often speculated in that particular scene that that line means that Edward Alderson was working in some way with. White Rose. Similar to we how we know Philip Price had made an offer to Angela's mom to take care of her bills uh, because Mr. Alderson had been working with White Rose, had had been responsible for some of the earliest achievements on White Rose's project, um, was seemingly uh, made struck low with cancer because of uh, something to do with White Rose's project. Maybe White Rose uh, was in control of the bills being paid at this clinic. Maybe it was White Rose's clinic. And if all that is true, and young Elliot does in fact tell the doctor in this scene Uh, about what had happened with Mr. Alderson and nothing ever happened. First, you can imagine why Elliot would be so angry that he told somebody and nothing was ever followed up on. But second, you begin to wonder, does White Rose even know about this? And if White Rose knows about it, is that why White Rose has been so trusting of Elliot's righteous anger, knowing that it's such a powerful motivator uh, and knowing exactly where that's rooted and how Elliot can be molded and shaped? Is that part of that calculus? I think TBD. It's definitely a possibility within the context of the story. And even in that scene, Josh... And I've said this to you, if you go back and watch that scene, it is so chilling uh, when the doctor asks Mr. and Mrs. Alderson to leave the room. You see out of focus in the background, Mr. Alderson turn and look at Elliot briefly and then walk out as though he's w- basically wondering, like, is he going to say uh, what he could say here? Uh, that That is a moment that is in the context of the show that now plays very differently knowing what we know. So yeah. all these things are on the table now yeah. because of, of what has changed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And even in this episode, White Rose says it's time Elliot sees we're on the same side. Um, and that tracks with a comment that Sam Esmail had made uh, as it pertains to like the villains of the series, that the villains are so much more interesting if you are not uh, only like rooting against them. Uh the villains are so much more interesting if the villain can say to the protagonist, uh, you and I are a lot more alike than you think, you know, without like the cliched line. Um and there is uh you know, we don't know what White Rose's, you know, childhood was like. Uh we but we did see some of her past in this episode. Uh and she has been um you presume deeply fueled by that trauma and deeply fueled by the fact that she lives in a world that does not accept her out, right? Um and and a society that effectively like took the love of her life away, right? You know, um and what kinds of conversations does she feel like she can have with Elliot once Elliot comes to the table, once Elliot can see the scope of what it is she has in mind for how to change the world. Um that's all very fascinating. I, I do think like it it brings us uh to an end game with um So much more, uh, a lot of emotion, a lot of emotion. Yeah, for sure. With a lot.
1: And we, we have, we have, we wonder, you know, when a few episodes ago and we got all that white rose story, I think it was episode three, right? Where we had the backstory of, uh, night, the early 1980s and we saw her lover be murdered, uh, or kill him, stick his own life. I'm sorry. Uh, and we saw all of that. We wondered, is this just building out the white rose story? And even if that's all it was, um, in a longer season that takes place over a period of a few days, it was great. It was great to get that backstory. Uh, but now, uh, even though it was a few episodes ago, it is immediately recontextualized. Not only is, uh, is the sort of stuff present in previously on segments and we're reminded of it, and we're reminded of past scenes from previous seasons or episodes, um, but it is right there front of mind because it just happened in this season. Uh, so all of these things are, are right there uh, for us as we evaluate uh, what's going on. Um, that's not by accident. I would say that that is not uh, something that is happening accidentally. All these things are being uh, smashed together in the context of a few episodes for a reason. Uh, We don't need to recontextualize every issue with every uh, bit of Elliot and Mr. Robot or Elliot and White Rose to remember what we remember about White Rose, to remember um, some things. That said, if we do go back and watch... um, Angela's issues that she seems to have uh, with older men uh, and the things that we've speculated about there. Uh, when we search for this on Reddit uh, before the episode is aired, most common theory is that Darlene was abused and that there was some form of abuse in her life. So this is something that the uh, the wisps have been there uh just the tendrils of of these issues have been uh, in the undercurrent of the show throughout the show uh even in Josh, your favorite scene in the land of delia uh when white when white Ro, white rose has uh set up the interrogation of angela and a youngish looking Angela is asking the older angela <laughs> about uh about whether she uh wants to kill her father about whether she cries during sex, which is a terrible line that you i know hate right. Uh, uh, but now it is, it's not completely recontextualized, but um, these are the sorts of things that we can look at differently now as we watch the show. And like I said, those wisps have been there just as in the undercurrents of the show throughout. Uh, and it, it makes so much sense in the DID front, like we're saying. It makes so much sense with Elliot's anger. It makes so much sense with his trust issues. It makes so much sense with uh, his physical issues. It makes me so sad just thinking about how Gideon was a surrogate father figure to him. But I mean, he was So nice and so pure, and so, and taken off the board, uh, how that must have impacted Elliot, um, what trust that might have had. Uh, I wonder. And, you know, people can feel free to share and not share. I don't want to encourage anyone to share something they're not comfortable sharing. Uh, one of the things I know about this show is that people have always found uh, people who have have suffered with bouts of loneliness, depression, uh, isolation, some of the issues and things that are really present with Elliot right from the jump. People have always found this show to be so like directly relatable. Yes, yeah. It touches on like Hi, every hello. specific yes. nerve. <laughs> in their bodies. Yes. <laughs> and now I do wonder yeah. if giving a voice and a reason to that with regard to Elliot, having a specific source for that, that that puts him in a group, that, that puts a label on him uh, as an abuse victim, uh, that puts him in a group that's separate from just uh, someone who suffers from extreme depression or anxiety or loneliness or all these issues without that kind of source. I wonder if that makes Elliot Less relatable if that makes the show less impactful for people. Obviously, um, for me, it, it makes it it makes it more impactful. I agree. In that, I agree. Like like it, it like like you said, it just seems so real. But I never found the direct value. I never really thought, you know, like, oh, God, the reason I love Mr. Robot is I feel exactly like Elliot Alderson. The times I feel like Elliot is when he wants to blow up, uh, you know, E-Corp and when he <laughs> wants to take down the 1% of the 1%. Yeah. That's the part that resonates with me. Uh, and if I could undo maybe some childhood trauma I have with regard to capitalism, perhaps uh, that would be where I would find my monster. But that that that's why um, I'm I'm just curious. Uh, if having him go into this specific realm uh, and and now have a a specific label uh, changes people's uh, perception about feeling connected to him in that
0: way? No, not really. I mean, I... Uh, Well, maybe, I mean, obviously very personal, uh, and very dependent on, on the viewer. Uh, and for me, like the, the stuff with, with Elliot that I, that I relate to the most, uh, is that anxiety piece and like the, the difficulty of talking to other people and like the difficulty of being in like a social setting and not feeling very good about it. Um, and like the, the issues of like some of like the, the substance abuse, uh, dependencies, you know, the substance dependency, uh, behavior that he exhibits from time to time. Like that really resonates with, with me. but but I feel like, you know, really getting this moment here uh, and and getting to see what is in his past in this way and just like the grave injustice that was done to him Um I feel more connected to him than ever. I mean, look just a few days ago, right on the podcast. It's like, I can't believe what he, what he, what he just did. Like, no doubt, you know, like he drugged her, you know, you know, get, get the pitchforks out. Um, and look, I, I still think that none of that was good. (laughs) That was, that was still bad. Everything that happened with, uh, Olivia. Um, but you know, I think I, I almost feel like this episode occurring right after that. like, it explains how he becomes the human being that he is today, um and that really matters a lot um and I think that this is going to be you know because I think that people tune into Mr. Robot with an expectation that this is a heavy show uh I think they tune into Mr. Robot, certainly if you've made it to four o seven right, like if you've made it this far. Then you know that this is a show that doesn't shy away from uncomfortable situations. That this is a show that goes deep into uncomfortable situations. This is a show that deals with difficult subject matter. Um, this is a this is a show that takes mental health on head on. Mental health is you know part of the premise from the very beginning, even before we knew about what we know about now, as of this episode. Um, I thought that that it was it was handled really well. Uh, I think that to to say nothing of the utterly brilliant work um of Rami Malek in this episode and just the 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 way he pulled that out of Elliot um the revelation of going from no 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 to yes yes i remember uh, the tears just streaming down his face. It's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. Gloria Rubin as as Krista, uh, is just remarkable in that scene. Remarkable in that scene. Vera, uh, whose whose uh, participation in the series, uh, and the season specifically is now more than justified to me as like the human agitator that greases the wheels of getting this situation going. Right? You know, uh, of being somebody who is there in the room. Um, to to escalate this into such a horrible way, uh, I I think, and and certainly now that you know Fernando Vera is dead, so he's not going to be like a big player for the for the rest of the season. I'm sure there are people who are who are happy about that, but I I think that his presence is is very much uh in in clarity for me now. Um, with a really really excellent uh, job done by Elliot Villar. In this episode. Um, Christian Slater is Mr. Robot. I mean, if that is like the last real Mr. Robot that we get of the show, it was pretty masterful. We got to see all of the great shades, you know, him like confiding in Elliot, him and Elliot trying to like map out the room. Him um, confronting Yeah, Yeah. Like him just yeah, like going back to cla- classic tough uh, tough guy robot, him right. him becoming desperate with Krista and that being fairly new. Um
1: it reminded me of when he was at the gravesite uh, in one, not 109. Right. Uh, in season one, episode 09, when, when he's saying, don't let them take me away. like They're going to make me go away again. It does make you wonder um, on some level, this is clearly a therapeutic breakthrough. Uh, and I love the moment with Gloria Rubin uh, shedding a tear just as Elliot's going through all this, uh, because this is something she had suspected, obviously, from her notes, uh, but she didn't want to drag him kicking and screaming into it. It was something they needed to get to in their therapy, and they never got to, perhaps in part because the Mr. Robot part of Elliot um, was self-preservation aspects. Maybe he pushed Krista away. Maybe it was he who went into that realm and pushed her to the extent that uh, he did not want this breakthrough to happen. So all that stuff is on the table, but it all worked really well in this episode. Too well uh, for it to be so moving. Uh, So well that we wanted to record this because we needed it, Like, like you said earlier, Josh. I mean, I I know uh, I'm a huge podcast listener. I listen to multiple podcasts every day uh, and I do know uh, why schedules matter and I know that it's uh, it's nice to know that people want us to get these episodes out in a, a timely fashion uh, and there was no way I wanted to delay any kind of response to this episode considering that you and I needed that uh, from each other in that moment. So hopefully this has been a little bit we'll obviously come back and talk about uh, whether we really feel the Vera Juice was worth the squeeze. I think we we're both on the page that it was um, but we'll contextualize all that. Uh, We'll talk about some of the things that people have revelations on, like past scenes or things that make more sense. We'll talk about uh, whether or not we think we've seen the last of the voiceover on this show. It had been Mr. Robot that was doing it this season. If Mr. Robot is gone, uh, will Elliot ever talk to us again? Uh, You talk about a guy with trust issues like at at, at this point, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know when he talks to us again or how we can do that, but we'll get into that uh, for sure and and theorize and just opine uh, on that issue. Uh, and anything else that, 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 you guys want to talk about, uh, through feedback uh, on this episode, anything you guys want to share or questions you have or things that jump out to you, um. From the previous three seasons of the show and everything we've seen so far in season four, whether it's White Rose and Elliot's connection uh, from what we saw the White Rose backstory a few episodes ago, uh, or whether it's uh, something greater with Angela or Darlene or any of that uh, that now jumps out to you uh, as being relevant uh, in light of this revelation, uh, we'll definitely get into it. I mean, thinking about. We made a list, Josh, uh, just when we see a flashback of uh, Elliot, the night out that Edward Alderson died, Elliot's mom's happy about it. Like, she says it's a nice night, and Elliot shouldn't be sad. Uh, and you wonder, did she know? Like, to what extent did she know? Uh, why is she happy about it? Uh, you, you just think about scenes like that, uh, now that we know. Like, who is your monster? What about the stuff from season one, uh, when Elliot's going through his fever dream? Is there any connection to there? Uh, we haven't gone through all that, so I'm imagining that this is not this i think no one believes uh, and at least speaking for you and i that this is somehow retconned into the show i believe this was baked in from the beginning Agreed. this is the thing sam S. Mill was talking about uh, in light of that all these scenes uh, will will contain some aspects of uh hints about this or things around the edges that now we understand it we will understand these scenes a lot better uh so we'll talk about that and all that stuff for sure Anything else you want to talk about in this brief reaction here, Josh?
0: No, just that the episode was immaculately constructed. Uh, the you know the five act structure uh, and especially commercial free. Um, it just it played like a play. You know, it, it felt it felt very theatrical. The fact that so the
1: lights going out at the yes, end,
0: yes, you know the the lights coming on from him being like in the dark in the in the trunk as the credits are going uh, to to bursting into light uh, and the the lights coming off, whether that's from the storm that's raging outside or it's just uh, theatrical flourish, uh, you know, we can we can debate. Uh, there, you imagine will be some kind of resolution to that answer potentially in the future. Um, but it was just it was it was it was an excellent. Hour of television. uh, It made me feel things (laughs) that I uh, did not expect to feel over the course of the hour. Um, It was just, it was so intense. You know, I, I think like because of the gravity of the ending, we're not even really talking that much about like. The intensity you feel when Elliot goes for the gun and like tries to shoot up the room and that doesn't work. And then Vera goes and gets Krista. And like, he's like, if I if I don't kill her now, like, how do I know that? You know, I, you know, and he's like, no, don't do it. Let's go back to what the deal was before I screwed everything up. Like, there's just so much. It's it's just it's a it's a it's a fiery episode of, of television <laughs> uh and and a really, really great one. And a really, really hard one, uh, you know, and I know, especially for, you know, we've we've got uh, a lot of crossover with the Rob has a podcast universe here uh, on on Show recaps. Of course, we're part of the same shared universe like Marvel. Uh, and uh, this is the RCU. This is this has been a this has been a very bad, <laughs> tough week. Uh, it's bad. It's been a t- it's been a tough week of television. Um, yeah. And so I think like uh, for me, like it, it hit even harder maybe than it than it would have hit before. But I think it would have hit really hard no matter what. What? Um, yeah.
1: I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking back to, um, when we talked at the beginning of the season about uh our listener Don Malpiedi who is no longer with us yeah. and how uh in season 3 uh the stage 2 parter uh when stage 2 was executed he sent some lighthearted feedback in knowing that we probably needed a little bit of lighthearted feedback about how many of these stores are there really in New York City where you can just stand on the street and watch a TV uh and i i'm reminded i just thinking about um how many people are probably watching this in the future on a binge and what this fucking season must play like on a binge when two episodes ago you have the episode we had uh, running around through uh, New York City and that incredible heist and the stress of that caper imagine if you sat down Josh on a calm Saturday and you pop that episode in then you watched Elliot drug Olivia and you watched Olivia's attempt to take her own life and you watched him go to those horrible places that he goes to in that episode and then just just you know as a little nightcap you put this episode on Jesus Christ like what a weekend that would be what this season is insane in that regard uh it, it's you said something earlier about it being a ride or um just about it really being swings i'm reminded of a story the uh I had a friend in here in Kentucky uh, who worked at a video store. They used to have these things called video stores, uh, and uh, this was in like the late '90s. And there was a Ray Liotta vehicle that came out called Turbulence. Are you familiar with this? Ah,
0: uh, this sounds familiar.
1: It's like a like it's a uh, Wikipedia calls it an American disaster crime thriller, which I think we're living through right yes, now. By the that way, that's right. Unrelated. Uh, this this movie is called Turbulence. But if you Google uh, Turbulence, it's a, or just Google it's a killer ride and go on the image search. The images in the presentation for the poster of this movie in the, the VHS uh, and DVD cases put the words, it's a killer ride, like really huge on the screen, and they put the title really small. So people would come into the uh, movie, the, the the video store where my friend worked, and they would say, y'all got that movie? It's a killer ride. Like they would be asking for it's a killer ride, uh, and it would not be turbulence. They would, you know, But we have turbulence. No, I don't want to watch turbulence. I want to watch it's a killer ride. Oh, sorry. We don't have that. I see it right here. No, that's turbulence. What is it? No, that's a, it's a killer ride right it says it right there so this would be this would happen this happened more than once uh to Brandon. uh and so every time i hear like like a ride or a killer ride i think it's a killer ride uh and if you google it's a killer ride and you look you'll see somebody did not do a good job designing the poster for turbulence that's how i feel about this season of mr robot is what i'm saying
0: (laughs) that they didn't do a good job designing it
1: <laughs> no, it just, it just makes me feel about... It makes me remember that story. Yeah. Um, it's a killer ride.
0: Yeah. No, it's crazy. It's a killer ride.
1: It's, it's unbelievable. It's wild. How do we go... It's wild. How do we go on that swing? Like, I just... It is... Uh, whew, it's a lot. I, I pity you, listener in the future, who is binging uh, and listening to these episodes one episode at a time. Uh, I know there are those of you who are doing this and who are catching up, uh, but I also just pity uh, who whoever is doing this. Uh, we get, we've been getting feedback every week. Uh, uh, from a listener, Andrew Yu. Um, I, I certainly appreciate receiving the feedback in the moment. Andrew's a couple of episodes behind. I hope Andrew does not watch three episodes in a row. <laughs> yeah,
0: I agree. I agree. I agree. Still
1: a ride, Josh.
0: We will uh, We will get through the turbulence together. <laughs> here, here on what post. if that
1: movie is any good? Uh, uh, I don't Ray know. You're know, enjoyable uh, guy, doing, right?
0: Doing the Google, uh, and it, it does look familiar. It does look familiar. I feel like. Uh, you know,
1: did a box office of eleven point five on a wow. budget of fifty five. Oh, that's all not right. great.
0: No, that's bad. That's bad. That's bad. Some bu- a bumpy. It's a, it, it, the ride. Speaking was, of, it's a killer ride. Yeah, it's a killed ride. Uh, but yeah. we'll get through all of this together. Uh, we'll be back later in the week. We're going to record. I think on Tuesday night, Antonio and I have said uh, we will record our our follow up to this podcast. We want to get feedback from you. We'll also just talk more about the episode. Uh, so that'll that'll drive a lot of the conversation, of course. But if you want to get your feedback in, I would say do so by like. Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, You should be safe in getting your feedback into us. Uh, Post Show Recaps on Twitter, uh, at Post Show Recaps. You can tweet at uh, Antonio and I as well, at AC Mazzaro, at Round Howard. uh, You can email us, MRRobot at PostShowRecaps.com. We'll be back in the near future to talk more about what happened here on Mr. Robot and what it's going to mean for moving forward. Until then, everybody, take care. Bye. Cheers.